Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Talking Pack, the official sports podcast of the Nevada Sagebrush. I am your host, Derek Raritan, and with me is Dominic Gutierrez yet again. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty great. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, thankfully avoiding sickness, which I sadly I know you had a little bit of a bout with last week. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, you're feeling better. Yes. There's that, and then Super Bowl happened, which... <sighs> per system QB. I don't think he's a system QB still. If he was a system QB, he would be throwing d- dinks and dunks more. And that's what that game showed me, was very simply, you can throw the ball 60 yards, you can scramble for 30, 50 yards, however much, but if you can't play like Tom Brady and dink and dunk it, you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Brock is a system quarterback. I just think that Kyle Shanahan drew up the wrong plays and then played piss-poor defense in overtime because he was too scared to let Mahomes throw the ball. Either way, I'm doing all right. I know, thankfully, you're doing better, and apologies to everyone listening. I know we were MIA last week with really no communication at all. As I mentioned earlier, Dom was sick, and I was kind of just traversing my own stuff, so we decided to take last week off. And we were stuck in the snow, too. The snow was absolutely horrible. Yes, that was obscene. I hated it. I remember trying to walk to my car to go drop it off at the mechanics last Monday. I had to walk over a layer of ice almost everywhere I walked, even on the stairs. It was crazy. Now, of course, was this at like 6.30 in the morning? Yes. So the Nevada, like you and our grounds crew and the maintenance people, I'm assuming, couldn't get over to it by the time I was leaving. But still, you had a whole layer of ice on the entirety of campus, practically. And it was insane. So thankfully, it's been cleared off. I don't think it's supposed to snow until like next week, maybe. And that's if. So hopefully, yeah. Just hopefully, hopefully it rains. Hopefully it rains. <laughs> Only rain. No snow. No more snow. I do not like it. Anywho, on the ballot today, we have a lot of stuff going on, like mainly around basketball again. Uh, Nick Davidson has been absolute dog for Nevada, has been named Mountain West Player of the Week and gotten numerous individual accolades over the last week, week and a half. So we're going to talk about him and the men's team's performance, as well as the women's team's performance, which just really hasn't been that great, minus last game against Air Force. Mm -hmm. And we think we know why. One of the factors being Claire Jacobs being out for the rest of the season, which is a sad reality because it is her fifth year and she may not be able to get eligibility after this year, but who knows. But before we do all that... We have a, another installment of a week in review. This week, two weeks in review. <laughs> a lot less detailed, a lot more just spewing the facts, where we just kind of tackle all the sports. So, Dom, you want to hit up first with men's basketball? Yeah, so there was three games in the past two weeks for the men. It's been a pretty hot streak for them so far. They beat San Jose State 90-60 on the 2nd of February. They beat the number 22-ranked Utah State 77-63 on the road, which was first time beating a ranked team on the road this century for them and then they also beat number 24 ranked san diego state in an overtime win at home 70 to 66 and it was the first time in team history that the Wolfpack beat ranked opponents in back-to-back games like derek said nick davidson has been x factor in this one averaging a little over 20 points and 8.6 rebounds during the last three games and coming up they will play new mexico who was ranked number 25 last week but they did drop off after today's updated top 25 ranking list um, and that will be at home tomorrow on february 13th and it was a peak out pink out yes it's a pink out week uh, pink pink out week wow yes. 
for Nevada. But yeah, so now women's basketball also had three games in the last two weeks. They lost their first matchup to Utah State, who was winless in conference play before the win, 62-65 at home. Then they traveled to Wyoming later in that week and lost to the Cowgirls, 52-59. And then they came back more towards Nevada and played in Colorado against Air Force, and they beat them on the road 62-56. to A little bit of a closer game than people wanted, but hey, a road win for the pack is always nice. Mm-hmm. Always cool. The big story for the last couple weeks has been the loss of Claire Jacobs, whose season ended thanks to a foot injury that, according to head coach Amanda Levins, could be a long-term issue. It is also worth noting that Claire Jacobs was in her fifth year of eligibility. There's a possible chance that she could petition for another year, but depending on who you believe and who you talk to could be a little bit of a smaller chance than others predict, but who knows? I just hope for the best for her because she's a dog. She's really damn good at basketball and overall sake I think the NCAA should give her maybe one more year just to let her be like hey my season ended early right let's see that but anyway either way so the next game for the women's program is going to be against San Diego State at home on Wednesday February 14th and as Dom mentioned and I mentioned a little bit earlier it will be the pink out game because it is on Valentine's Day yep just works out And then for the men's and women's tennis update, the men's tennis went winless in their matchups against the then-ranked number 14 Michigan and number 22-ranked Memphis in the ITA kickoff at Ann Harbor. The women's tennis won their first matchup of February against UC Davis 5-2 on the road, then lost to Sacramento State the next day 2-5. For clarification, the score means how many matches Nevada won versus how many they lost. So, the Nevada women's team won 5 of their 7 matches against Davis, while only winning 2 of their 7 against Sac State. Yeah, it's a little different mm-hmm. because it's overall they got to play for team's sake as well. Yeah, exactly. Not just individuals. It's not like track, which we'll get into a little bit in a sec. But yeah, so not bad outing for women's tennis. Men's tennis just need to get the stuff together. It'll be fine. Anyway, softball started their season, which I know we're very much looking forward to seeing how softball and baseball do this year. They competed in the Hawaii Paradise Classic from February 8th to the 10th. They won their first two games on February 8th against Kansas City University and Hawaii University, 2-1 and 10-2 respectively. I believe the 10-2 game only went like five or six innings. Mm -hmm. So... Hell of a game. However, in the next day, they lost both of their games against BYU, 0-8, and Old Miss, 2-3. So, better game in the se- in the second half of that day, but sadly, double L's. And then finally, they capped out their tournament with another game against Kansas City, this time winning 5-1, I believe in... No, 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 the Old Miss game was an 8. Mm-hmm. This one was a full game against Kansas City. The big story for this one was Gabby Herrera, who hit three home runs in the five games played at, in the islands while also hitting exactly 500 across the three days, which... Anybody who doesn't know that famous clip of Deion Sanders <laughs> saying you can bat 250 and be great in the MLB, mm-hmm. go look it up. That's double it. That she did crazy during this tournament. The team will now move to play in the Silicon Valley Classic 1 from February 15th to 18th in Santa Clara and San Jose, California. So it's like two different sites. And then we look at the ski team for Nevada. They concluded their stint in Colorado by competing in the DU Invitational. The team placed in 7th place out of 8 teams after their first day with 64 points. And the team retained their 7th place spot after finishing with 118 points once the second day concluded. 
program will take a break for the next week and a half, and then we'll compete in the Montana State University Invitational from February 22nd to the 24th. I remember looking at the stats for them, and I'm like, I see, like, Utah, Montana State on there, and I'm just like, see, they're doing good because mm-hmm. they're used to this Yeah, stuff. right. They know how this works. Exactly. <laughs> but either way, good outing. Hopefully we'll see a little bit more from them. Also, I just want to shout out, um, track had numerous people PR, and also placed in the top 10 in, in the school record book for numerous events. I wish I could shout them all out, but I don't want to run this episode longer than 30 minutes mm-hmm. and i feel like that would take three by itself <laughs> so shout out to the track team y'all did amazing um i shouted out as many as i possibly could on my uh twitter so shout out to y'all y'all did great i don't know if any of y'all are listening but yeah y'all did amazing i hope to see more i believe they're playing in the they just played in don kirby so i forget exactly what their when their next meet is i'll have to look it up online mm-hmm. but yeah no kick ass performance from the track team Alrighty, now for the meet to put in perspective how good the men's basketball team has been doing recently mm-hmm. they are they, they just got announced today as espn's college team of the week so they beat two ranked teams in a row and they're all of a sudden the uh, the most notable team of the week from espn's sake nick davidson has been named the mountain west player of the week for his performances in the last two games he has also just been named numerous times by a lot of different organizations just saying like hey look at this dude nick davidson putting up 20 points 22 points i think last game he had 15 just absolutely cruising and stepping up from the role that we all thought he would play because he is a sophomore this is his second year right right? so I think a lot of us expected him to kind of just take a step back and let Keenan and let Jerry kind of do their things which they still have been let me kind of note that even though Nick Davidson's kind of been the guy to look out for (laughs) for the last couple games Keenan and Jared have been doing their own stuff getting at least 10-15 points a game if not 20 points a game I know Keenan in the uh, San Diego State game led the team in overtime he had like six points consecutively mm. and I was all without a headband so I think he should not wear a headband from now on yeah, <laughs> when he loses the headband he seems to kick it up it's sort of like you ever play punch out we mm-hmm. it's sort of like King Hippo when you knock off his crown he gets all pissed off you ever seen that yeah yeah <laughs> It's sort of like that. I was waiting for a reaction. I was just like, I'm not getting the reaction. I'm expecting, oops, uh, that fell flat. But no, like it's sort of like when he knocked off his crown. Keenan just said like, oh, screw this and just went ham, right? It was like an alter ego in a way. And I think overall, this team has an amazing, but Nick Davidson deserves a shout out specifically. Dude has been insane over the last week, week and a half. Hell, I even say two weeks because I I still think he did pretty good during our three-game losing streak. So where has he come from? I think is the big question because the dude was averaging like 9.3 points a game. Mm-hmm. before this little skid and they even showed the graphics had like 20 plus points had, had like i think 22 points against san jose maybe 20 somewhere in like the mid to high uh, mid to low 20s had exactly 20 against utah and then now all of a sudden you're going up against one of the best forwards in the mountain west and you put up 15 on his head and don't really let him score all that much either yeah like and obviously that's to trey coleman's point too which shout out trey coleman he's been a dog <laughs> like sadly the numbers don't show up but he's been a dog mm-hmm. recently especially in the mountain west He's been crazy, but, like, where has this performance come from? I don't get it. I don't. I mean, I think for Davidson, it's just been, and I, what I think helped was the fact that, because he kind of entered the rotation as somewhat of an injury fill for when KJ Himes has kind of been dealing with that back injury that he had not too long ago. So he was kind of seen as their next little, you know, big man, but not big man. Because, I mean, he's obviously, what, six foot eight. So he's still a pretty big dude, and I think just that, 
it was one of those cases where, you know, it was the next man up filling in for KJ, and Davidson took advantage of it and said, hey, like, you're giving me a shot, so I'm going to go out and give it all I can, you know, pretty much, and it's worked out for him, because obviously, you know, like you mentioned, um, how well he's been doing recently, especially with the Mountain West. I mean, he obviously got a double-double, what, it was two double-doubles over the last... Three games? Two, yeah. No. I, so. I think he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because he, mm-hmm. he had 11 against San Jose, I think, yeah. and then 10 against Utah, mm-hmm. and if it's not that, it's reversed. Yeah. So, so, in other words, he's obviously been doing pretty solid. I mean, just for the season in general, he's 23 starts, I believe, and averaging 11.6 points per game in that one, seven rebounds, and shooting over 50% from the floor. So, he's, like you said, I mean, he's been a dog. He's been an X-factor, and, you know, personally, and I know, you know, size matters and all that when it comes down to it. If it's between Davidson and KJ Himes, I would almost say I'd rather see more of Nick Davidson when it yeah. comes to it, especially, you know, not to diss on KJ, but I just feel like he has struggled recently. I mean, I just, I've seen a lot of, you know, turnovers. I've seen a lot of being too aggressive in the paint. Fouls, I mean, yeah. yeah, you know, and I mean, he fouled out against the San Diego, you know, in the San Diego State game. And that's not his first time fouling out this season. Either. Yeah, or at least coming pretty close to it. So it's, you know, it's, you know, not to dig on him or anything else, but when it comes to that big man role, I guess you can say, I like what Davidson can do and he can do a little bit of everything, really. And I think that's the big point that you hit you hit the nail on the coffin when it came to the KJ and everything because KJ I even mentioned this uh, when I was watching the game on Friday yeah I put out a tweet that did not age well as uh, one of our teachers Nico liked to point out at me and I said that Keenan and KJ were some of the more detrimental figures on the team and that's just because Keenan played too much hero ball and KJ just gets fouled out too much and of course obviously the Keenan one kind of got a little disproven <laughs> against San Diego State but no yeah it's KJ just needs to figure himself out he was one of the more dominant figures in the center position in non-conference play he was he was bullying everybody in the paint he was getting around but I think with the Mountain West and this is no dig to any other conference but I think the Mountain West kind of just feels a lot more on the traditional sense of positions Mm -hmm. so that's why you see like Jared Lucas playing the two guard stepping up taking shots not really trying to dribble all that much and if he is he's trying to drive you see Keenan and Tyler Rollison specifically playing the point guard position doing everything they can to just basically just put on a show dribble show off the dribble moves show off getting the paint dish it out to other people and I think that's where the Mountain West thrives and especially at the forward and center positions because then all of a sudden it's like oh we see these dominant big men dog in the paint they're not going to do anything to get in the paint so it forces a lot of teams to shoot and that's where the Mountain West typically struggles sometimes mm-hmm. depending on the program so yeah it's just a dominant big man role is so important to have in a physical conference and the Mountain West has shown that they are so having Nick Davidson do what he's been doing breaking the losing streak and really just being this person that they can go to to really hone in especially on offensive rebounds yeah. most of his points are second chance points right or they're off a second chance right it's not like he's just grabbing the rebound maybe they're dishing out to him and he's gonna don't go dunk it or something like that which some of the poster some of the posters we've gotten recently have been <laughs> crazy too yeah. shout out to Alan Pope I just think that he's stepped up in a role that we've been missing because during our losing streak we had a lot of offensive rebounds mm-hmm. and we didn't play good defense right so with him he's stepped up in the offensive rebound role right and then people like Trey Coleman and everybody else playing defense especially Daniel Foster shout out Daniel Foster mm-hmm. they've been doing really good defensively just playing good on ball and off ball defense and I think that's what's kind of been the three steps to our success recently is Davidson coming alive and being that second piece 
to where if Keenan or Jared isn't having the best of nights, he can step in and be that second guy. For the first two games, it was Jared Lucas and him going off with Keenan kind of playing a third man role. And then in the San Diego State game, it was Keenan Blackshear going off and Nick Davidson playing the secondary role while Lucas was trying to figure himself out past the second half or past the first half, excuse me. Mm. So, yeah, it's just we finally have a third person. I think Nevada really struggled because we had two people. And you can easily guard two people, I think. Mm-hmm. You can easily play around having a team have two really good stars. But I think having that third star to really elevate you and really be like, hey, we're a triple threat. The triangle theory kind of working a little bit mm-hmm. here. But having that triple prong threat on offense is so important. And Nick Davidson fills in that third role really, really well. Because then it's like Jared can shoot. Keenan can pull up mid-range. Nick Davidson has the inside. Yeah. Pick which one you want to go for. Mm-hmm. And, so that's that's what, yeah, and that's why I think, you know, looking at the with Davidson and KJ and just that, the role that they're playing with, you know, because obviously we know that Nevada, they're not a good three-point team, you know. No, not, not gonna, by any they're means. Not gonna, Lucas. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to take many threes, and if they do, they're not going to make many threes. We saw that in the losing streak. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> obviously, so and I mean, even in this, even in the San Diego State game, they only went three for 13 from three. Yeah. They were winning games. So it's one of those things where, you know, Nevada knows what its strength is, which is attacking, you know, attacking interior, you know, going up and getting in the paint, and usually whether it leads to just getting the basket or if it means drawing the foul and getting to the free throw line that's what their strength is and that's what i feel like davidson also fits in really well in yeah also just to kind of note before we do move on because i do want to move to the women's Mm -hmm. stuff going on but damn our free our free throws suck (laughs) our free throws suck normally free throws have been you know Nevada's strength but last game it was just you know there are so many times when we could have lost if because of the free throw oh yeah I think we shot just above 50% last game against San Diego State. Yeah, I, it was 50. It was 59.4 so to be exacty, but it, it was the missed shots. The shots that they did miss were they came up big, yeah. you know, because like Davidson's missed free throw in the final seconds regulation that would have potentially been the game winner, you yeah. know, because he w- got the and one and but he missed it and that left the game tied, you know. And I know Blackshear was missing about half of his shot free throw shots. That's crazy so to me. I hate it. Yeah. There's there so many opportunities when Nevada could have put it away, and it kind of, you know, it never would have even went to overtime if it was just for making the free throws. It's like a missed extra point. Not to kind Pretty of rub, much. Not to rub salt, but still. No, it's it's been like, and this happened even in the Wyoming game. I think we shot 27, or excuse me, 17 of 27 in the Wyoming game at, on the road. And you look at that and you go, what, we lost by five? Seven points, maybe. We make our average. We're down by a possession. We're not down by two, three possessions. So I think that's going to be Nevada's biggest struggle. And you're kind of entering an easier point in the season. No disrespect. But I think the roughest team that we play is Boise State at home. I mean, I would say, you know, UNLV is always... Well, UNLV is also doing really good right now, too. But, like, and it's obviously they're going to take us... They're always going to try and take a step up on us because UNLV versus UNR is always going to be a big game. But I think that... There's always that point to be like made of like this schedule that we have coming up. The toughest team we have, the toughest teams that we have are UNLV and Boise. No disrespect to Boise. They were top of the conference at one point in time, and they still are part of the top of the conference with us. And UNLV has won a lot of their games recently, right? They've been doing really well in the conference, and they're tied with us in conference re- record right now, too. So no disrespect to those teams, but those are the best teams that we have to face. And then after that, it's not that great. I mean, Wyoming's good, too. They beat us, obviously. Right, but yeah. they beat us on the at home. And this is another thing I really wanted to get into, but I couldn't because last week. I did a little bit of digging on how many te- 
how teams would be if they played only road and neutral games. Mm-hmm. And I would have to find it on my tablet again. There wasn't many teams higher than six and four. There was not that many teams higher than six and four. Yeah. Like overall record, not like conference record. But so it just could, and I, I guarantee you if I updated it, there wouldn't be that many either. Yeah. So you have to seriously consider the fact that this conference is like a 90 plus percent win percentage at home. What are the, like the teams that can actually beat other teams, good teams on the road, are going to be the teams that are genuinely going to be considered for March Madness and for the Mountain West Championship coming up in March. Yeah. So we have to wait and see. We have to, like, Boise, we played them at home when we had no fans, right? So I kind of contribute that a little bit. I think the six-man factor in the Mountain West is always going to be huge. Mm-hmm. But we got to see how we do against Boise. We got to see how we do against UNLV. And I think we can really gauge how this team is going to do postseason-wise, based off of those two. Like, the, yeah, those two games. And when, especially currently with how the team has changed. So who knows? So, yeah. Alrighty. Before we go off, I do want to talk a little bit about the women's side of things, too, because they've been kind of dog recently. Yeah, it's um, been that. And it's like, I get it. They lost Claire Jacobs, which, honestly, just to kind of talk a little bit about that, that was huge. Yeah, it's a big, big loss. And I, and I think that because Claire Jacobs was a huge transfer to us wow. last season, right? And I think that her presence on the court really just solidifies any sort of play that the women's team had. Because no disrespect to any of the players. Like, obviously, there's Victoria Davis, there's Audrey Roden, there's Candy Lee playing a, a big woman position yeah. and doing really good in it. But the rest of the team really doesn't have all that much experience like her. I think we are a very younger team. On top of playing at a higher level, they don't have that much. Right? Obviously, she played in Australia, I believe, for three, for four years. And I believe that's where her university was before she transferred. So it's a way different climate over there, literally and figuratively. But our team really isn't that built without Jacobs. Like that, that was removing the scent. Like that was removing the straw that like held the house together. You know. So I understand losing to Wyoming. They were, they are part of the top of the women's basketball records right now. Utah State was a little inexcusable, personally. Losing to a win, a conference-wise winless team is never going to look good. Yeah, I think that kind of solidified their spot in not making March Madness. I don't think the goal was to make March Madness. I think the goal was to try to see what they can do in the Mountain West Championship and go from there. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, losing Jacobs is losing like... A, it's sort of like if you have like a trio of people and they're really well glued, it's losing that third person or the first person, depending on who, you know the position of they, where they are. It's like now the dynamics changed and now you have to really self-assess, can there be someone to fill that role? And if not, how can that duo work together? You know? So I don't know. I'm hopeful. I think our schedule for women's basketball is a little bit lean on the second half side as well. But end of things, I'm a little nervous for women's basketball. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean it's obviously what they're at twelve and twelve and twelve right now, even. Yeah, five hundred. Six and five conference, but balance as all things should be. But I mean, at least they're you know, I mean they're coming off the win against Air Force, and then they play you know they'll play San Diego State again, or not again, but they'll play San Diego State on Wednesday. So it, I think it's one of those where I think they're just they're still trying to find their footing, I guess, without Jacobs. Yeah. Um. So and you know obviously winning on the road is pretty big you know nice. what they just did with Air Force so you know and they're going to come back they're going to have two games you know their next two games being at home so I think you know 
you go out of there at least you know you win one at least one out of two you know especially because they still have UNLV to come up again home in a couple weeks so or next week actually so it's just like I said one of those things of trying to find the footing without Jacobs trying to figure out how the rotations are going to work more between Rodin and Givens and Davis and you know all of them so I think it's going to be one of those where I wouldn't completely count them out yet but I do think that especially with how the past couple seasons have gone for Levins and the team that finishing it out with a winning record you know on both overall and conference and you know I think that's just I think that's really the goal at least in my eyes you know yeah. just to say you made an improvement and you know you were able to find consistency which I feel like has been the problem for this program for the past couple of years so I think that'll be the biggest thing. That's fair. Now, do want to note that Jacobs was playing a bench role because of injuries that she had to um, her legs and her feet and whatnot. But that just begs the question: Will they? Like, and I think they can. I think Davis has shown that she can be a really good, at least, backup to Audrey Roden's performance. Audrey Roden is obviously going to do what she can do, Mm -hmm. but it's I I compare Davis and Roden to Keenan and Jared. Literally. Yeah. I think they are the one-two combo for women's basketball that uh, Blackshear and Lucas are for the men's team. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and they lost Jacobs, which was going to be their Nick Davidson, or whoever the, whoever would fill in for the Nick Davidson role that we just kind of talked about a little bit earlier. But right. they have to, I think that they can find someone that can at least temporarily replace Claire Jacobs mm-hmm. for the season. Maybe if she gets another season, who knows. But at least someone, not something, excuse me, that can help them get to a 500 record is needed. It's like the absolute necessity. And I think that if they want to go further, maybe win win a game or two in the Mountain West tournament, they'll have to find that quicker rather than later. Yeah. Because they need to get that trio working quick so that way down the line they know who their one, two, three options are and then they can figure out the roles from there. So I don't know. I'm hopeful. I think that they can do it. But at the exact same time, that's going to take a lot of work that they have not that much time for. They have about half a month to about three weeks. So, I don't know. Anyways, I think that's all of it. So, thank you all very much for listening to us ramble for 30 minutes yet again. (laughs) It's always a lot of fun. Uh, Make sure to follow us on our socials. I will finally make a social media post this week. And if not, Dom can punch me in the legs (laughs) after leg day. I promise you that you will hear it live. Well, not live. But you will hear it. You'll hear it on the air. Dom will punch, will give me a thunder cookie if I do not post on the socials this week. Mm-hmm. Will I have his help in that? Maybe. Depends on what he wants to do. <laughs> but I will eventually post. I promise you that. So follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. TikToking, impending, whenever the hell. We'll figure that out. So yeah, thank you all very much. Uh, I have been your host, Derek Raritan. And with me, as always, is Dom. Thank you all so much. And I hope you have a blessed week. See you all. Later,